Hey Strangers, on today's episode we're going to be talking with Jennifer Marshall. She plays Susan Hargrove on Stranger Things Season 2, which is Max's mom. Jennifer was really awesome. She took time out of her day to come and talk with us. She was great. We forgot to get her Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter handles during the interview, so I wanted to give them to you now. She's on Facebook at Actress Jennifer Marshall, Twitter at Jen13Jen13, and Instagram at Jen13Jen13. Jen is a actress, she's a wife, she's a veteran, she's a recent master's degree recipient, and our conversation was amazing. We had a limited time, but I think Jennifer's going to come back, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Enjoy podcast. Hey, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash, and we are here today with Jennifer Marshall, who plays Max's mom on Stranger Things. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. So I think the first thing that I want to ask you is just that, you know, I think it was Mother's Day, and I was up at this really nice hotel as a gift, and I got this DM from you at like 9.30 at night, and it was so nice, <laughs> and it was talking about how you really appreciated us and the community that we built for Stranger Things, and I freaked out, and I texted Tori, and I was like, OMG, Max's mom. <laughs> is texting us. So how did you hear about us? How did that come about? Um, so I had surgery at the beginning of May. Okay. And so I was literally just podcasting and reading books for weeks because I couldn't move. I couldn't go anywhere. And I found your guys' podcast and I actually listened to a few others and I was like, these girls are the best. These girls like have the best podcast. And I don't know. I just felt, I felt overwhelmed with gratitude because if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't have such a great show, you know? So yeah, I, I'm not one to hold back. If I feel something, I'll just let someone know. We appreciate it. It was really exciting for us. I think when Tori and I started this, most podcast listeners know we didn't really do a lot of checking and we just thought we were the only podcast out there for Stranger Things. And once we started loading to iTunes and and Google Play and checking it out, we were like, oh, there's like seven or eight. But (laughs) we feel pretty fortunate because we live in the city that we live in. We're able to talk to some of the people. So it's very exciting like and thrilling to like be sitting next to Max's mom. Thank you. So since we're kind of short on time, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the questions from the fans and I think it'll answer a lot of what you guys want to know what you guys want to hear about and I'm going to ask two parts because two two of you well a lot of you ask the same questions so I'm I kind of tried to just pull the best that I could find but Millie Bobby B says how were you picked to be on Stranger Things did you audition or did they ask you no I think most of us audition unless we're a-list talent um I'm sure Winona did not audition she's, <laughs> she's Winona but my agent had gotten gotten an email um that said we'd like these people to audition. I think it was three or four from from my agency. They were also other redheads. And I actually knew Sadie's work. I used to watch a show called American Odyssey. And so I remember telling my husband, this this little girl in the show is so good. And then when the breakdown came, the breakdown is basically, you know, who's auditioning and what they need. When the breakdown came, it said Sadie Sink's mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, we look a lot alike. So if I have a good audition, this might happen. So I auditioned and I waited and then they, they sent something saying we want to pin her, which is basically, you know, don't don't plan anything else because we, we might book you, we might not. And so they pinned me and they said, we need you to keep this whole month open. And then uh, they called me and they said, hey, we'd like you to be Max's mom. And it was, <laughs> it was so surreal. <laughs> I was like, what? Me? Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. And this, I think this person might be a friend of yours, but it kind of plays off that question. It's Damien H. Tran, I think. It says, how was the auditioning process for you? And what did you do to prepare? Mm-hmm. And then what was it? Was it what you expected? So I guess first, what was the auditioning process like? So it was, Susan is so different than I am. You know, I'm a military veteran. I'm very strong, willed, and nothing phases me. And she is, gosh, I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. So when they gave me the audition, it was the scene where Neil and Billy are getting into it and, you know, he's threatening Billy. And so a lot of it is reactions. And so when I first got the scene, I thought this is golden because a lot of actors are great with lines, but reactions are always difficult because you're working off of, you're not saying anything. It's all emotion. So we went through the scene and I remember my husband, because I was self-taping, and I remember my husband was literally by the bed and he was like banging something. And it, was, <laughs> I mean, it was like, he was like making the clap sounds and doing all these things. And he was literally like, a, he was like an artist behind the scenes. Now I'm going to clap and now I'm going to punch and now I'm going to, and it was one person doing Neil and Billy and doing the lines and recording. So my best friend, the love of my life, <laughs> 15 years, nothing would be possible without him because most readers would just be like, I'm just going to read the lines and that's it. But he was he went above and beyond. So it was it was interesting <laughs> for sure. Interesting. Yeah. And what did you do to prepare for something like that? Well, you know, she is so so much different than me. And I just as an actor, you go through a lot of different things. What's the backstory and when did she meet this man? So you know, I wrote up a backstory. Now I don't know what the Duffer brothers were thinking. All I know is that I have to bring my own backstory when I audition. So I wrote a little backstory and, you know, how she was and some adjectives to describe her and what her childhood was like. And I just tried to understand Susan as much as I could, because if you're going to play a role that's so different than you, you need to tap into that person somehow. And we were so different. It was difficult to to get there, but I I love the character. I mean, I love the show. I love the character. And I, I think she adds a little something different because you wonder why are Max and Billy like this? Why is Mm -hmm. Billy... And I think the scene with the parents just shows this is exactly why Billy is the way he is. This is exactly why Billy and Max have this relationship. So it's a beautifully written scene. Yeah, I think a lot of people were like, Billy's the worst. And then that scene came out and he did the tear. And you're like, well, he's the worst. But I still feel bad for him. Like, it's still, it was so, like, it was a, it's, a, it's a great scene. And, and Dacre, Dacre and Will were so great because they literally did the scene one time off camera for, to get all of my reactions. Most actors don't do that. They'll just say, okay, I'll bring my stand-ins in. They went and did the scene, even though they were off camera and put in all their emotions. And and we had been working on the scene for a few hours by that point. So I'm sure they're emotionally spent. But for other actors to be so giving as to say, you don't have that many lines in the scene, but we're going to do this off camera for you. It was just a a great gift that they they gave me. I appreciate that. That's so nice. Carrie 2004 says, were you shocked when you found out you were going to be on the show? I was a huge fan with season one. I was shocked when I had the chance to audition. I was really excited. It didn't really hit me. I know this sounds dumb, but it didn't really hit me until October 27th at midnight when it released, um, or October 26th at midnight. When when it was released, I went to episodes eight and nine to make sure none of my coverage was, was cut. And I watched it and I was like, all right, now I can let people know I'm going to be in it because you can't tell anybody prior to then. And then the next day was when it hit me because a lot of people stayed up all night watching the show. And then so I woke up and my phone was ding, 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 ding at 8, 9, 10 a.m. And that was when it hit me like, oh, my, oh, my gosh, I'm in the show. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Ava Cabos, was it intimidating going to work with the cast? And this is probably yes, but did you watch the show before you went? So, yes. Watch the show, love the show. It was not intimidating. I'm not somebody who gets fangirl a lot of the time. Channing Tatum's an exception. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really get fangirl. I just, I can watch an actor and appreciate his or her work. So when I went to set, it was very much just like another day on set. I feel like if you get fangirl or you get intimidated, you're not really doing your job because your job is to go as that character. And if you really identify with that character and you're committed to that character, then there's kind of no need to get fangirly. So it really wasn't like that 
at all. Not to say I don't, you know, see Dacre on the red carpet or see Sadie and I'm, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I love them. They're so great. Of course. And when I see the kids, I'm like, these are just amazing actors. I get fangirly after the fact, I guess, because I appreciate their work. But on set is time for work. Kirsten Gallipew, were you, who were you most excited to meet? Was there anyone that you were excited to work with? I was so excited to, to meet Sadie because I had been a fan of hers on this other show, a fan of her work. And when I met her, she just absolutely exceeded my expectations. I mean, I, I refer to them as kids, but they're really not. They're, they're young adults. Because when I talked to Sadie, that was very much an adult in a, in a teenage body. And I just love her work. I, I find her to be very grounded. She's very humble. She's very kind. And it was wonderful to, to work with her. Yeah, she seems very sweet. She seems very... She is. And anything you see her in, she's on it. You're like, she's got it. Mm-hmm. I love the Annie videos that they play of her. It's the best. She's so talented. Autumn Couch Official says, what is your favorite thing personally about being on set? I think just in general, maybe. What is what is it like being on set for you that you enjoy? You know, I just love that set. I love that set. There's times as an actor you get really disillusioned with it and you're like, gosh, I don't want to go to... I don't want to go to work and say this one line and and go home. I don't want to be in the trailer. I don't want to... There's just a lot of things that can kind of disillusion you because you audition a lot, a lot, a lot, and you book a very small percentage of what you audition for. So it gets very taxing. And I just loved being on that set. The Duffer brothers were amazing. Everybody was so kind, so wonderful. The wardrobe department, they were amazing. As As a woman, you always worry about weight because that's a huge issue in TV and film. And when I went on set, they were... There was nothing said about that. They were just like, all right, what sizes are you? Let's get you into things. Hair and makeup, amazing. It was one of the best sets I've ever been on. And I think that starts at the top because you have to have... The the two episodes I was in, the Duffer Brothers directed them. And they really set the tone for what the day is going to be like. And it was one of my favorite sets ever. And with that being said, I actually got a massive sinus infection after we shot episode eight because I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. So... Mm. Dakers and they're smoking the whole time. We're in an actual house, not on a sounds on a soundstage. And so it was just this smoky cesspool of of nicotine and smoke and yucky stuff. And um, bless him. He had to smoke the whole day. <laughs> and, and I actually got a massive sinus infection when I left. And I, I said, this is just absolutely all worth it because it was such a wonderful day. And everybody was so kind and caring. Eh, sinus infection, whatever. That's pretty interesting. I hear it's unusual for them to shoot a lot of the interiors inside a house. I think that uh, Cynthia Baird, who plays Barb Holland's mom, said that in season two, when they were shooting that particular scene, it might have been done inside. But I know a lot of it's usually done at Screen Gems. What do you know what the genesis behind that was? I have no idea. I just know that we and I don't want to say where it's at because I think that yeah, no worries. Max's house is one of the ones that they haven't figured it out yet. Um, nobody's figured it out online. So when we drove, it was outside of Atlanta. We drove and then we parked and then we we took a van into this neighborhood. And I was like, this is an actual house. And the inside of it had not been updated <laughs> yeah. since the 70s. So, I mean, hey, don't redecorate your houses. It can always be used as a set. Is that how for you as an actor is that when you're, you know, when you're on a set, they recreate it and it looks really realistic, but you've got a lot, it's a lot more open spaces. You can feel the open space around you. What is it like being in an environment that's like tight like that with crew members? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I I mean, it's a lot of, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. There's, I think there's benefits to both, but actually being in a house you can kind of imagine yourself, okay, this is my kitchen and I cook hamburger helper for the kids. And this is my, you know, this is Billy's bedroom and this is our living room. So you can kind of envision it as opposed to this is a fake wall and don't knock it over. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. Now I want to. Now I want to know where that house is. I want to go and peek through their windows. I know. We wouldn't do that, guys. We would not do that. We would not do that. (laughs) Nixon Jessup says, "What was the funniest thing that happened to you on set, or to anyone in general when you were around?" I wouldn't say. I mean, when we were filming, it was not the day to have fun, just because it was such a heavy scene. Yeah. So, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) prior to then, we were in the hair and makeup trailer, and Dacre comes in and. I, I didn't know who was cast. Nobody tells you who's cast. I just knew Sadie. And so he comes in and, you know, he's this gorgeous young man and very kind and with this thick Aussie accent. And he introduced himself to me and, and I didn't know who he was at the time. I'm not good like that. I'm not an actor that's good like that as far as I know other actors. So he introduced himself and then he sat down in the chair and they started gluing his mullet on. <laughs> Yes. And I was just, I I could not stop laughing. And I'm sure he was like, what is this woman's problem? But, you know, he looks so modern and he looks so handsome. He's like, you know, Rob Lowe and Zac Efron put together like a modern, just little heartthrob. I don't want to say little, he's 23, but compared to me, he's he's very young. So 23-year-old heartthrob. And then to see them gluing this mullet on, it was just hilarious. Oh my gosh. Does he stay in character? Was he sitting in character as Billy? Like, or was he just kind of himself? You know, I've worked with a ton of Brits and a ton of Aussies. And generally most of the people I've worked with stay in American accent the whole day because it's very difficult to transition in and out. And if I'm ever playing somebody Southern Texan, I stay in accent the whole day. It's just too hard. He literally would speak to the Duffer brothers in his Aussie accent, his real voice. And then they'd yell action and he would be Billy. That's amazing. It was so incredible. Like, wow. And I watched the show. I'm a stickler for accents. His Aussie accent never comes through. He's the best. He is. And he's the worst. (laughs) He is. Dacre's the best. (laughs) Billy's the worst. So you answered a little bit of this, but I'm going to try to get everybody's questions in and maybe it'll give you something new to think about um, with your answers. Sarah Halal (laughs) says, in season two, you were in a very emotional scene between Billy and your screen hubby. What was it like to prep for that scene? And how were you like physically and emotionally while filming that scene? You had said a few moments ago that it was a long day and you guys had already been there for a few hours rehearsing. What was that process like? Take us take us from the morning. You know, it's been a while since I filmed that scene and it's kind of all a blur to me, but I just remember showing up. I don't know if we rehearsed it per se. We might've rolled on rehearsal, but I remember that the Duffer brothers were very, they were very hands-on. They were very in the scene. Some directors will just sit back, but they were very involved. And I, I really liked that as an actor. It wasn't hard to be scared or apprehensive because Will just channeled, and Will is not like Neil at all, but Will just channels Neil so, so well that it is a little intimidating because when you're shooting that scene and it's a five or six minute long scene, that is real. What is happening? You are in 1984 in Hawkins and this is how some marriages work and you're seeing everything happen. There was never a time when I was thinking, oh, all right, what's my line? Because you're just in the scene. So if you're working with good actors, it's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was, I mean, it was such a great scene. When Dacre, when he was against the wall and those tears started falling, we were like, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And they Because you weren't expecting it. No, no. And they had a, they had a stunt coordinator come in because Will has to, you know, shove him against that wall. So they had the stunt coordinator come in and everything was to ensure that everybody's safety was paramount. And Dacre, the coolest thing about that scene for me is when he's getting ready in front of the mirror, I was watching it on the monitor. He did so many different things every single time. So when I first watched the episode, I was excited to see what the editor chose for that, Mm -hmm. what the director and the editor decided to choose because he had a different, he had a, a, every take was different. 
And as an actor, that's that's incredible. If you can bring something different to every take. Yeah. That's why he's got, that's why he's, uh, that's why he's Billy on Stranger Things. He's got the goods. He's got the goods. So you talked about how the hair and makeup team were wonderful. Enjoy your chicken, Ted, wants to know, can you tell us about your 1980s transformation? So when it comes to hair, makeup, and wardrobe, how is all of that selected? What happened? How did, how did you get your, your look? Well, so it's a little harder because I don't think you can tell because Susan is such a you know, she's, she's such a mouse, but I'm almost six feet tall. So you can kind of tell when I'm standing next to Will, but Will is so, so powerful that he comes across as much larger, which is also why I was nervous that I probably wouldn't book it because she's very mousy and she's very intimidated and being almost six feet tall, generally women are not mousy and intimidated. They are intimidating. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I went, they use all real clothes from the 1980s. So that was kind of difficult because they had to find something that fit me. But they have amazing seamstresses and they they fixed a few things for me to make them longer. So that was difficult. But then when I went in hair and makeup, oh gosh, yeah, the, the hair was bottles of Aquanet and a small curling iron. And I love my hairdresser on that show, Curtis. Love him. We had so many conversations during the hour and a half long time that it takes to get my hair huge and poofy, a la Susan. <laughs> Yeah, she has a good look. I liked her hair. She does. She does. And they had to, it was, it was humid because of course it's Atlanta. So it was humid. So in between takes, he would take me back and he would do a couple more curls and a couple more, you know, teasing of the hair and then spray it again. So it was an all day sort of touch up type thing. And we've heard from other people. I think Priya and Karen Cissé, who plays Mrs. Sinclair, told us that when they were in the dressing rooms, they blast a lot of like 1980s music to get people in the vibe. Was that the same with you? Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Definitely. Ah, to be on that set. <laughs> it was funny, though, because when I got in the shower after we had filmed the scene where, where Billy's smoking, we had I got in the shower and the water hit my hair. And I think the Aquanet had kind of held all the smoke in. So the water hit my hair. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, like, a green cloud emitted because the water hit my hair and it was just like, whoosh, like Marlboros and Aquanet. And I was like, oh, just get it out, get it out. That's awesome. <sighs> Alina Darling says, who do you wish that you had a chance to work with, but didn't get a chance to work with them on season two? Oh my gosh. I love Caleb. I think he's great. Um, <gasps> me too. I know. I have my know. Caleb shirt on. I love Caleb too. He's I the best. I love him. I wish they would have a scene where it was like all the moms in the neighborhood had a potluck. That would be <gasps> a- That's what I said. You guys remember it. And I was like, I hope they have a scene like that because I want to be an extra and just be hanging out with Mrs. Wheeler and just be like passing casseroles. It would be amazing. Like, can we have a potluck? Please, Matt and Ross. I can't act. So that would be, I would be real. I would be terrible, but I would, I would enjoy that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm into that. Alex Bernura724 says, well, you kind of answered this already. What was it like working with the Duffer Brothers? But what was it like working with Sean Levy? Did you have a chance to or they directed your episodes? I didn't. They directed my episodes and Sean was on set, but I didn't work with him. No, I didn't. But I've heard nothing but lovely things about him. And I love how active he is on Twitter. He's so interactive with the fans. Yeah, he's great. Love. So this question I'm going to ask, but I think you probably answered it all. So Miss J Bird 13 says, who is most likely to start laughing during a scene? But I think probably in your scenes, it it wasn't like a fun atmosphere. No, so and, probably no one. And I, I think in our scene, in the, in the really rough scene, just as an actor, you don't want to, you want to have respect for other actors. And so... There's no way I'm going to start laughing. Even when he was putting the cologne on his junk. Can we say junk? He was putting the cologne down (laughs) there. Uh, I wanted to laugh because I just thought it was ingenious as an actor. Um, But you just don't out of of respect because you really have to put yourself in that mode. 
Yeah. And, and it wasn't really a fun time. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No. Stay Puff Squad says, do you have a favorite episode in season two to watch? I loved, I loved episode eight. I mean, yes, I'm in episode eight, but I, I just loved it because... I, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. But I feel like it it just exposed so much. And, and episode nine, of course, everybody loves the snowball. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? The snowball. Amazing. It's funny. We said in another episode, but we had actually seen that sign driving by. And so people would send us messages. Do you think the snowball's happening? And we were like, we don't know. We have to see. But we like, we did know. We were like, we don't, we don't want to ruin it. It's so magical. Like yeah. when it actually happens, like right now, you know, season three is filming all over Atlanta and you can see it all over the place. But, you know, Tori and I are like, we don't want any spoilers at all. Like we're such massive fans of the show that even if we see it, we're like, oh no, look away, look away because we just we don't want to know what's happening because then your brain starts like trying to figure out like plots and it's really you know it's special to us like it is a lot of other people and so we just try to we try to stay clear of that well talking about spoilers so when i woke up the day after it premiered i don't know if people thought i got all the scripts but that doesn't happen they don't give all the scripts to everybody even the kids millie was shooting this and the kids were shooting this and they didn't really know you only get what you're shooting and that's to prevent leaks that's to prevent hacks into somebody's email yeah you know they have a lot of of security measures put up and rightfully so that morning i had to shut off my phone because people were telling me Bob died. So I looked at my phone. It was like, oh, great job. RIP Bob. And I was like, no, guys, don't give me spoilers. So if you know someone who's on the show, don't do the spoilers. Let them just enjoy it like the rest of the fans. Yeah, we tried to do the same thing too. We were like, you know what? We probably can't go on social media for like two weeks. We'll just quickly make a post and then like dip out because we just, we didn't want to see anything and we were trying to watch it. We watch it separately and then we watch it again together where we talk about it. But I was a little bit ahead of her. So I was like, oh my God, episode seven, <laughs> episode eight. I mean, um, it took it took me probably three or four days to watch it. Um, I was working and, and had some other things going on, but there were a lot of people who stayed up all night. Yeah champs i can't do that but they did yeah i think we could but we're just like we really want to take it all in and, and savor it we want to savor the episodes it's and hard i don't to... want to get to seven eight and nine and be you know drifting in and out of sleep yeah. but i had friends that just they were slamming monsters and red and then they're like and... oh i gotta text jennifer she's no she's no r.i.p bob it's <laughs> like no don't tell me like this is terrible uh Clementine Line says, and I think you answered this too, how far off is Dacre based on your interactions with him? I've heard he's a real sweetheart. He's so amazing. He's the polar opposite of Billy. And for example, I, I do red carpet hosting as well in Los Angeles. And one of my, and my producer was on a red carpet there for something. I don't know what it was. And he said, hey, Dacre, Jennifer says hi. And he's like, oh, how do you know Jennifer? And he said, she's one of my hosts for the red carpet. And he said, oh, tell her. He said, hey. It was just one of those things. And a couple of my friends were with me. And they're like, oh, Dacre said hi to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, we work together. But it's just that sort of thing where he would take the time out to talk to the producer and say, oh, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He could just walk the red carpet and be like, take a picture of me. But he's just that sort of person. And I remember we were sitting at the, the big table for lunch. We had this huge round table. And we were all, all sharing how we got into acting. And it was really interesting. His story, Will's story, my story. It was just so different. But yet we all arrived at the same place, which I, I find fascinating. Well, we're hoping we can interview him one day and ask him his story. I just love that people love the show enough to make podcasts, to make fan accounts. I've I've also reposted some of the the memes from fan, fan accounts. And people are like, oh my god, you repost 
course it, well, of course I did. You took the time to make this meme and tag me in it. And, you know, clearly I'm not Millie Bobby Brown. She would be on Instagram all day trying to do that. I get that. But it's just nice that if people take the time to do that, I'm going to try to respond. I'm going to repost when appropriate. The fans are really important. And I, as an actor, I always appreciate that. You know that the fans do a lot of fan art, and we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast. If you could get a piece of Stranger Things fan art about yourself, what would it be? Oh, well, not that this would ever happen, but if somebody did this, this would be amazing. I would love to see what the Hargrove Mayfield family photo would look like. Like, I'm sure, yes. I'm sure we got it at Sears, and back in the day with Sears Roebuck. I'm sure we got one taken at Sears Roebuck. And just to see Neil and Susan and Billy and Max and what that would look like could be hilarious. Guys, it's out there. <laughs> Make it. Send it to us. Yeah, I think that that's a good... You right. know, they did something like that for um for season two, or maybe it was for, like, Mother's Day, or... It was something, and they did of the Wheeler family. Like, some people made it, and it was really funny. Love. Love. Noelle Salazar says, if your character found out what Max was doing in the junkyard with the demodogs and she was hanging out with Lucas, what do you think she would say? I mean, if she found out, that's the hump to get over, if she found out, because I feel like she's so utterly oblivious to everything. And I think that she would just, you know, remind Max that safety is paramount and it's important that that we not do things to endanger our livelihoods and, and you know... <laughs> Very Susan-esque, but I think she would probably just tell Neil and let Neil handle it. Yeah. Mm. Because she's very demure. She's She's very very demure, mm. yes. I don't have a lot of faith in her parenting skills as a mother myself. Poor Susan. (laughs) She's gonna gonna have an uprising. Hopefully she'll, season three, she'll be Susan takes, (laughs) takes, takes charge. Amberly's Egos wants to know, so you've told us about what it's being like being on Stranger Things, and it's just been a really great experience for you, but how has it impacted your life personally? Do you get recognized? Have you gotten more opportunities? So... I mean, you're on this awesome podcast. <laughs> Sweating in a I have, studio. I have um, one of my dearest friends, Gina. She runs the nonprofit Pinups for Vets that I'm very active with. She's so funny because wherever we go, we like to make people happy. That's our, that's our thing. And part of the reason I love being an actor is because I can only work a few days a month and I can spend the rest of the rest of the month volunteering and spending it with my kids, which to me is the biggest blessing ever. So we will literally go places. And if there's anything Stranger Things, Stranger Things related, Gina will say, you know, she's on Stranger Things. <laughs> and I, I said, oh my gosh, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's so great because you get to see somebody so excited. And we went to Washington, D.C. to meet with leaders from the Department of Veterans Affairs. And Gina had said, you know, Jen's on Stranger Things. And there was a line of parents who wanted to take a picture with me so they could show their teenager at home or their preteen. And for me to to allow the parents that moment of bonding with kids at a very difficult age, yeah. I was so happy to do it because for that moment when they take the picture home and say, look, I took a picture with somebody from Stranger Things, that makes them happy. That makes their child happy. And I just love to make people happy. So it's allowed me the opportunity to do that. Well, here's somebody you can make happy. Regina Garcia P says, would you please say hi to me? <laughs> hi, Regina. Nailed it. (laughs) Best friends forever. It was really hard. Sophia alone wants to know, do you have any tips for aspiring actors? Yes, 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 yes. I'm so glad she asked. Okay, so I used to, I've worked in on the casting side and I've worked on the agency side as well. And one of the most boring things that actors can do is you say, what are your hobbies? Acting. What'd you go to school for? Acting. What do you want to be when you grow up? Actor. 
you really need to diversify yourself. None of my degrees are in acting. That's not to say that I haven't gone to school for acting. I have, but you need to diversify yourself because all the experience you have in life and everything you bring makes you a stronger actor. So diversify yourself and get your butt in class. So many people say, I want to be an actor, but then they don't want to go to class. Would you ever go to a dentist who just has business cards and an office to drill your teeth? He's never been to school, but gosh darn it, he's got these business cards. Yeah. No. So actors, you got to be in class. You have to. It's paramount. Congratulations on your master's degree. Oh, thank you. I saw. (laughs) Thank you. It was a long haul. I did two adoptions, uh, my two boys, in between. And when the adoption was finalized, I went back to school and plugged away one one class at a time. So I have this really funny picture. I got my master's degree, and I was so proud of it that I got it framed in this obnoxious size. So it's like half my body. <laughs> so you know, my regular degree is hanging on the wall, and then under there's just like this ridiculously oversized frame. <laughs> so I always think of that when you posted that. I was like, I hope she buys herself a ridiculously sized frame for that for that I, degree. I actually have none of my degrees posted on the. I couldn't even tell you where they're at. I found my high school diploma and I was like, I still have this thing. And I, I, part of me wanted to throw it out, but I don't have any of my degrees. I I couldn't even tell you where they're at. Yeah. Tori just graduated from high school and it was funny. It was at night and we were getting ready to leave. And I was like, oh no, we can't leave. And she was like, why? And I was like, we didn't do the Lloyd Dobler. And you know that scene in Say Anything where they're graduating and his main love interest, I forget her name, but she's played by Ioni Sky. She goes, you bought me a car? And she points and then he walks behind her and he stands still so that his friends can get a picture of him with the love of his life on their day. (laughs) We were like planning to do this forever. And so we stopped and we did the Lloyd Dobler. And I was like, And she left her diploma on the ground. And so Tori just graduated like two weeks ago, but we have to get her a new diploma. And we were like, you know, I don't even think I've ever used my diploma from high school for anything ever. Right. But you should probably have it just for yourself. I think I used mine when I enlisted because they said, you know, you have to be a high school graduate to enlist in the military. So I think that was the only time that I was like, look, and then that's it. Well, you're super fun. And I feel like we're best friends now. (laughs) You feel like we are. (laughs) Guys, you heard it. And we could talk forever, but unfortunately, Jennifer's got a busy schedule. She's filming. She's acting. She's doing big things. So I hope that you come back when we have a little bit more time. Bring Sadie. Bring Will. Um, We'd love to speak to all of them. And thank you so much. We appreciate you. And we hope you guys like this. And we'll try to do another one in the future. Maybe when season three premieres, we can talk about what you thought of the season. And I'm trying to get Catherine to come back on as a co-host. My goal is to have all the moms. So Mrs. Sinclair, Karen said she would do it. Your, you will do it. In. So just, guys, we got to get one out. (laughs) Easy. Done. So thank you, Jennifer. We appreciate you so much. And we hope you guys like this episode. We'll see you guys in another two weeks. And thank you. Stay strange. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts.